This week, we are officially covering creepy cryptids. Woo! Woo! And I'm going first. And I'm doing the big money monster. Okay, so I have a question about that. Uh Uh-huh. Ezra, stop. Yes. Is is that the same as the the Momo? No, but in my research, I did see um, like links to Momo, like the uh, Missouri Bigfoot or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it's not. Yeah. This one's in Illinois, so maybe Momo's sister. Because that's the first one I was gonna do, and then I looked at yours to see what it was, and it sounded way too similar to the Missouri monster. Yeah, they're both like hillbilly Bigfoots. Yeah. There's also, like, a Creepcore monster also. It just sounds, like, all the same, really. Yeah, I almost did. I almost added the Creepcore monster to this one, but I feel like this one's pretty long anyway, so I left it as just the big money monster. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Murfreesboro, or Boro, I don't know. Murfreesboro, Illinois, is a quaint little town located southeast of St. Louis, Missouri, and is situated on the river known as... You guessed it. The Big Muddy River. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, and the river is an offshoot of, um, what's the one in St. Louis? Is it Mississippi or Missouri on that side? I think it's Mississippi, right? Uh, the Mississippi and the Missouri River over there. It comes off of which, it comes off one of the big ones. Because, you know, those uh, are like. It's got to be the Mississippi, though. Yeah, you know, those are like really muddy rivers. So it like yeah. shoots off of this and it takes all the dirt. Uh. Yeah, it's gross. Never go swimming in those rivers. I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to anyway because the currents are so strong that it there's a lot of whirlpool, whirlpools in those rivers. Really? And they're just... Not that I would go swimming in there anyway because it looks disgusting. Yeah, they're disgusting rivers. Like a month or so ago, the Mississippi River was fucking dry over here. <gasps> really? When we, you went across the bridge in Arnold. Yeah, it was like you could see the bottom. Oh my gosh, that's sad. Yeah. Have you guys had any it's rain to now. fill it up? I mean, it's still, it's back. The next day it was back. I don't know what happened. Oh, good. That's weird. Maybe they closed the dam or something. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's worrisome. That affects environments, people. What are you doing? Okay, anyway. So, (laughs) the city boasts a large population of just over 7,900, according to the 2010 census, and was established in 1843. Funny story, the way the town got the name... Oh. That was a cat. There's a cat. Yep. <laughs> the way the town's name was decided is three separate men had their names put into a hat, and whosoever name was drawn, that was the name of the town. And so William C. Murphy was the lucky man. But I'm also like three names. Your odds are really good. Murphy or Murphy? Murphy. Murphy. And so then it's Murphy's Burrow. I think it's. Oh, it actually is like. It's not okay. There's a town in Tennessee, or there's a city in Tennessee called Murfreesboro. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, M U R F R E E. Oh no, this is definitely Murphy. M U R P H Y. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Fucking weirdos. It is weird. So the city is home to the Apple Festival that takes place the second weekend after Labor Day, mm-hmm. and in October they host the Big Muddy Brew Fest. So they're just leaning straight into this. Yeah. Uh, the Brewfest draws over 100 local breweries and over 2,000 visitors each year. Mm-hmm. Uh, famous individuals include Willard W. Waller, who is a sociologist that specialized in the sociology of education and the military. 
Robert Molenborak, whatever that is, who was a botanist, <laughs> author, and co-founder of the Illinois Native Plant Society, as well as Don Ole, a professional basketball player who played for the Detroit Pistons, Baltimore Bullets, and then the St. Louis Hawks, which are now known as the Atlanta Hawks, which they're currently killing it in the playoffs, so keep it up, Hawks, because you're the team I'm rooting for now. Yeah, sports. <laughs> <laughs> Additionally, the town boasts high levels of, quote, safety. In their entire history, only two cases have ever remained unsolved, and both of those cases involve sighting of the big muddy monster. That's interesting. I know. So now we are going to go back in time. It's June 25th, 1973, the day after my brother's birthday, coincidentally. It's midnight. Oh, wait, hold on. He's not that old. He was born in, like, 99, but it's June 24th. <laughs> okay. That's a good thing you said that, because I was like, all right. Yeah, the way you were staring at me, you are like, what? No, my, my mom wasn't even born when this shit happened. Yeah, I don't think my... 70? 73. I don't think my dad was either. Yeah, my dad wasn't born either. How old is your mom? Uh, 44. Or she's 45 right now. I can't remember. Anyway, she's 19 years older than me. But there's like a small overlap where she's 20 years older than me. Okay, so then my dad, I think, was born in 76. I think. I'm not sure. My dad will forever be 30. I know, yeah. My, well, my mom was 42 for like years. So I don't even know how old she is right now. Yeah, my dad's just going to stay at 30. Yeah. My grandmother is staying at 50. I'm staying at 28. My sister <laughs> is staying at 22. Like, we're done. <laughs> we're done. You can celebrate <laughs> your birthday, but your age is never going up anymore. <laughs> okay. It's midnight. The only sounds that can be heard is the water lapping. Oh, what the fuck did I write? I wrote like a poet. <laughs> okay. It's midnight. The only sounds that can be heard is the lapping of the waves softly meeting the shore and the leaves dancing in the wind. I wish we had a sound effects. I know. <laughs> so you can put this in. A young couple who, oh, by the way, all the 1970 articles made sure to point out that they were not married. Well, heaven forbid. I know. Well, hold on. There'll be some other shit that they say <laughs> that's really annoying. But back in the day, that was the thing. Yeah, that was a big deal. So they sit in the kind of car that's only driven by broke high school students and grumpy old men. So it's just like, let's guess, a Buick. A Buick. <laughs> An old convertible Cadillac. Cadillacs yeah. are pretty expensive in the day, right? Ah, I don't know. It's probably something stupid. And they're doing all of the things that young couples do when they're alone. At midnight. In the woods. In a car. You know? Hmm. Hmm. So they're playing Uno. Exactly. Pin the tail on the donkey. <laughs> Suddenly they stop playing Uno. And they hear nearby leaves and twigs crunching as if someone is walking near the vehicle. Out of nowhere, a loud shriek erupts from the nearby woods and they jump up <laughs> in their seats. And I'm assuming they were likely in the back seat in this situation. And they frantically search for the origins of the sounds. It's quiet. Then they hear the crunching again. Suddenly, a large creature standing approximately seven feet tall sprints out of the woods straight at the car. And as the monster gets closer, they can see it has light-colored hair that's extremely matted with mud. The couple scream. They throw their car into reverse and they speed out of there. <laughs> 
Okay, here's where it gets stupid. <laughs> they head straight to the police station where they file an official report, which, again, some stupid 1970 interview said, quote, oh, this is a police officer, said, quote, we believed the couple when they came up to us and they risked exposing their indiscretions to us. They had no advantage to report this. End quote. Sir, the stupidity. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> so was it illegal back then? Or was it just like the stigma? I think it's probably just frowned upon. But I'm also like, dude, they're probably high school kids. What do you think high school kids are doing even if it's frowned upon? Excuse me, they're studying. What else? Oh, yeah, he was helping her with her English. Oh, shit, she don't need help. She was helping him with his English. (laughs) (laughs) The police took the couple serious, and they decided to search the area. They spotted tracks in the mud, approximately 3 to 4 inches deep, 10 to 12 inches long, and 3 inches wide. That's not very wide. That's a pretty heavy monster, don't you think? Yeah, but not very wide. Those are tiny feet. How wide was it? 3 inches. Wide? Yeah. That is not three inches. This is like like three inches? No, it's not. One, two, three. That is not an inch. Hang on, you might be right. Yeah, that's like three (laughs) inches. (laughs) I was like, that's not an inch. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so while searching, the officers reported hearing more screams deep in the woods, and they sprinted after it, but nothing could be found. And early in the morning, they had no choice but to end the search. I'm still not sure, even though if if I was a cop, if I would be sprinting after a screeching animal. You better call the fucking, who is it that comes out? Animal Patrol? Yeah, there you go. That's what I thought, too. I was like, there's no way I could be an officer, because I'd hear screaming, and I'd run the opposite direction. Yeah, like, if it's it's a person, then it's in his, like, job description, but if it's an animal, mm, Yeah, yeah, bye. See you. So the next night, on June 26th, a family was waiting at a boat ramp near the same exact lake at the same exact beach. Again, it was dark, and the family reported smelling a foul river slime smell. Which, I know exactly what that smells like, do you? Mm, kind of. Rivers are stinky. Yeah, they smell but so like fun to disgusting swim in. fish to me. Suddenly, they heard a loud screeching sound, and... And they saw the shoulders of a large hairy creature in the water. So this fucker was sitting in the water staring at him. Yeah, like shoulder <laughs> shoulder out of the water. Like, no. Yeah. I just imagine, like, um, the ring or some shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. thank you. The family reported that the creature weighed at least 300 pounds and How had you grossly matted. Yeah, I know. All you can see is its shoulder. And it had <laughs> grossly matted hair. Well, I mean, it's in the water, so everyone's hair gets matted when they're in the water. Yeah. I imagine, um, what's that serial killer who is, he is attacking them at the camp? Uh, um, mm, I always get those mixed up. I it's literally, he's the most famous one. Michael Myers. I think it might be. But anyway, he's attacking. That's right. <laughs> he's attacking the kids at the summer camp. You know, that's what I think of is that serial killer, but only it's like a hillbilly Bigfoot, or just a hillbilly because they don't really know. Like, yeah, could just be a hillbilly going gigging. <laughs> so the family sprinted back to their vehicles and they tore out of there. They also immediately went to the police and reported the incident. And the police were quick to react and they started to search just minutes after the report. This time, though, they were smart, 
and they brought along a dog. Ooh, a dog. A dog. What kind of dog? Yeah, kind of dogs that smell stuff. <laughs> so just a dog. <laughs> they just picked but, up a dog off the street. A hound dog. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, that's fair. So the dog picked up some random scent on a trail that led to a nearby barn. And when the police attempted to usher the dog into the barn, she refused. Eventually, the police went in themselves, and they did not find anybody or any creature, but they did report a stinky river smell. I'm not going anywhere the dog's not going. I know, yeah. I think that's I have watched entirely time. too many movies. If my dog don't like you, I don't like you. Yeah. So a few quiet weeks passed with no sighting of the creature in the town. Oh, also, by the way, those were the two unsolved cases from this city town whatever okay <laughs> this village okay <laughs> so a few quiet weeks passed with no sighting of the creature the town thought they were in the clear but then the annual carnival arrived in the town at the riverside park that sits on the banks of the muddy river the big muddy river <laughs> reportedly a tall hairy creature was seen walking through the woods staring at the carnival workers as they set up the owner decided not to call the police and kept it on the DL so as not to disturb any customers or stop that money from coming in. Yeah, I gotta get that money. <laughs> the next day, the carnival had ponies tied up to trees while they were waiting for their turns to work. <laughs> Suddenly, the ponies began to shriek and pull back from their leads. They were frantically trying to run away. When the workers ran up to help calm the ponies, they noticed a disturbing smell. Then... They heard sounds of crunching of leaves and sticks, and they turned quickly, and they looked into the nearby woods, and they saw the big muddy monster staring at them with big red eyes. The, according to the carnival workers, the monster stared at them for 30 seconds before slowly walking back into the woods. Like backwards, or he like turned slowly? Was he walking backwards? Let's say backwards, because that's more Because that would be funny. Yeah. And his eyes... <laughs> So what could this creature be? Is it just a big man trying to do his thing in a little hunting suit? Is it a monster? Oh, it could be a ghillie suit, yeah. Yeah, no one knows. This story drew attention from all over the world, including the New York Times and Kansas City Star. And according to a New York Times article published on October 31st, 1973, the best day of the year, the monster was, quote, Halloween for real, end quote. <laughs> the article goes on to read that, quote, It is a creature that has brought a real kind of Halloween to Murfreesboro, and although the hobgoblin is so far benevolent, no one here is taking any chances. Many have armed themselves, and a good number of God-fearing families decided to curtail traditional Halloween trick-or-treating rounds, end quote. Why it's do like canceled Halloween. Why do, they, why do people do that, though? Like, you just, there's something that you don't understand. You're just automatically going to attack it. And cancel Halloween. What the hell? How are you going to do that? And then you can also tell this is the 70s because they said a good number of God-fearing families. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is the Bible Belt, so yeah, that's probably right. Yeah. And they call it a hobgoblin. <laughs> what does that even mean? Uh, hold on. I shall look. Synonyms. Elf, goblin, gremlin, pixie. 
So just some so kind of creature. mythical creature. Yeah. Yeah. Then police chief Toby Berger was exasperated and fed up with the monster following this article. He called a town meeting where it was decided the town would hire a, quote, expert for help in dealing with this monster. I'm an expert. Yeah, I'll do I'll it. help you. Well, the chosen expert was Harkin Sorkin from oh, St. Louis. Okay. okay. That sounds fake, but <laughs> <laughs> everything about him sounds fake. Oh, well, listen to this. His day job was an insurance agent. But I at bet. night I but bet. at night he was a serious, quote, student of Sasquatch and I'm <laughs> not sure anyone who's an insurance agent is serious about anything. A student of Sasquatch. <laughs> so Harkin gathered a search team of five men and led him into the woods near Murfreesboro. The men were armed with shotguns, a stun gun that had the capacity to take down a five hundred pound animal and chocolate and bananas, just in case they got hungry along the way. <laughs> Them or the animal? I have no idea what the chocolate <laughs> and bananas are for. for. I just, okay, when, what, what time of year was this? Uh, it was like during the winter, fall, winter time. Okay, I was about to say, if it's in the summer, that chocolate is melting. Yeah, it's not doing good. <laughs> he claimed that he and his men had been offered as much as $2.5 million for the monster's capture. And this is 70s money, so who knows how much money that was. He also further claimed that they had local zoos on standby and had made arrangements for a cage to be flown in by helicopter should they be lucky enough to imprison the monster. How? Okay. Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) You really thought that one through Harkin Sorkin. (laughs) Harkin Sorkin. (laughs) So I think that this goes without saying they were not successful. However, However, they did hear, quote, very loud yells and guttural sounds between a roar and a bellow, end quote. Can you demonstrate a guttural sound for me, please? Dear God, no. Where's Ezra? (laughs) Oh, I kicked him out. (laughs) Oh, also, they saw huge footprints and found two-inch saplings pulled straight out of the ground. I'm like... I could pull those out of the ground. <laughs> Pretty sure any any gardener could. <laughs> yeah. Additionally, famed cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman investigated the sightings and came to the conclusion that the mu- big muddy monster was, quote, a Bigfoot type creature. Lauren went on to state, quote, I think it's within the context of other reports of a Bigfoot, end quote. Duh. Komen also felt that the big muddy monster represented a distinct type of ape-like creature, mm-hmm. but was different from its West Coast counterparts in that they are known to be more aggressive. Quote, There's something very unique about this eastern Midwestern Bigfoot. From the reports of the big muddy monster, it seems to frighten people the way it didn't in the West. End quote. Okay. So sightings of the Big Muddy Monster were drastically reduced after 1973. They were sporadic reports throughout the area. Yeah, I'm not sure where you went with that one. I got really confused. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Let's just restart. (laughs) So sightings of the Big Muddy Monster were drastically drastically reduced after 1973. Sporadic reports popped up throughout the years of various animals that resembled the big creature. 
One sighting occurred on January 26, 1974, when four truckers, all of whom were traveling separately, radioed in reports of seeing a, quote, bizarre bear-like creature near the Illinois 149 junction. Next, on July 7, 1975, two men reported sightings of a strange creature that they believed to have been the big muddy monster near near a pond. Wow. Near a pond <laughs> in the Harrison community, which is just north of Murfreesboro. In June of 1988, an owner of an auto salvage yard and a security guard were exploring what they believed to be a robbery. Instead of a robber, they found a massive light-haired creature with red eyes, yellow teeth, and a horrible smell. The duo hightailed it out of there and they made another police complaint. But again, nothing was discovered. Obviously, these isolated events in no way compare to the tremendous encounters that had plagued the community in the summer of 1973. The case of the Big Muddy Monster, which began on a lonely lover's lane and ended near a desolate auto salvage yard, is just one of two cases that remains unsolved in the history of the Murfreesboro Police Department. And perhaps Police Chief Berger was right when he said, quote, a lot of things in life are unexplained, and this is another one. We don't know what the creature is, but we do believe what these people saw was real. End quote. And that's the story of the Big Muddy Monster. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it's very nice. Who knows where she went? Who knows what she's doing? Hopefully living a nice life. So what do you think? <clears throat> you think she's real? I love cryptids, so yes, I think she's real. I think that she was out there trying to get a snack on some ponies and decided that it wasn't <laughs> worth it. <laughs> I bet you they're all pretty much the same, though, because, like, the big money monster at the Momo, the Creepcore monster, Bigfoot. Sasquatch. All, yeah, they're all similar. Yeah. But, like, those local ones, they all move around in between Missouri and Illinois through mm-hmm. the Mississippi River. Yeah, I bet Momo, Creepcore Monster, and Big Muddy Monster are all the same. Yeah. If not the same creature, then, like, at least the same family. Yeah. Came from the same mommy and daddy. You know, when I was doing this research, do you know what animals that are scientifically proven now used to be cryptids? What? The gorilla. (gasps) Wow. Yeah. Uh, Komodo dragons. There's, um, there's, like, this weird little mammal, um, like, it's really small, and it's, Is it like, the one that smiles? I don't, I don't think so. I don't know Aww. if it does or not. But it's, I don't remember what it's called, but it's, like, this red-brown fur, but then its legs are striped kind of like zebras, but the closest family is the giraffe. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it's fox. called. It kind of looks like a fox, right? Sort of, but it's taller. It's probably shorter than a zebra, but it used to be known as the African unicorn. Wow. Yeah. Imagine being the first person to spot a gorilla, and you're like, whoa, check this shit out. And then everyone's like, you liar. Yeah. You're like, no, really? Yeah. <laughs> There's this huge thing in the woods. Yeah, everybody discredited me. the person that first like was reporting about it because they're like you're just like kind of describing a chimpanzee so maybe relax but big yeah (laughs) (laughs) really big with boobies because they have boobies there's so many uh 
There's different, like, regions for gorillas, too, that are slightly different that they used to all be thought as cryptids. I love gorillas. I think they're so cool. I love monkeys. I hate seeing them in zoos. It makes me really sad because I'm just like, you're so human-like. It's freaky. I don't go to zoos, though. The only ones that I go to are, like, the St. Louis Zoo, which rehabilitates their animals, or it's all animals that would not survive in the wild on their own. Yeah. Yeah, they actually have a lot of room there. Yeah, it's actually, it's a very nice zoo if any of you are ever in St. Louis and want to go to a zoo. Yeah, it's It's, free. You just pay for parking if you want to park in their parking lot. And it's free because uh, of all the donations and the sponsors that they have. Yep. And they treat their animals very nice. And again, it's for rehabilitation or animals that would not survive in the wild. Mm -hmm. So I enjoy the St. Louis Zoo and I support them. I like going when they have their little babies. Mm, Yeah. I wish that they like live streamed um, the otters and stuff because I would watch that shit all the time. Their penguin (laughs) room is really cool. Oh, yeah, it's a great zoo. Can't I really want to reach out and touch them, but, you know, you'll get yeah. in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but you could. Theoretically. Don't. don't do it, but you could. But don't. Just hope or that we'll they come, jump out at you. <laughs> we'll hunt you down. Anyway, All right. what you got? Actually, I already know what you got because I saw the episode description. I don't uh, know how you're going to pronounce it, so. Huh? Oh, I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna. That's exactly how it's going to go. Okay, so mine is a French monster. Yeah. Or better known as the Beast of Jovadon. The Beast of Jovadon. That's pretty good, huh? uh -huh. Maybe I'll take French. Just kidding, I'm done with school. Or there is a documentary type deal called The Real Wolfman that the History Channel does. It's a special. Oh, I know this story. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I like it. And it's uh, a criminologist and a cryptozoologist go out to this town in France, and they just try to like figure out what most likely happened. The criminologist thinks that it's a serial killer. Yeah, me too. It is probably yeah, probably. Oh wait, hold on. Let me not make that assumption too quick, cause there's a lot of things. It's that pretty it gory. Could be, yes. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So, if anyone's interested, this is where the werewolf legend kind of originates. Mm-hmm. So there, I hooked some people with that. Uh, you know what this reminds always makes me think of is that um, werewolf in London song where he's like, "I saw a werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand." <laughs> what? I don't think I've heard that. <laughs> you haven't heard that song? No. Okay, I'll, I'll play it after this. Okay. All right, so mid-1700s, approximately 1764 to 1767, in Jovedon, France, there were more than 100 people killed and approximately 300 people injured over the three-year period. This is old-timey. Yeah. What year again? 1764 to 1767. <gasps> Was America even created then? Don't ask me these questions. Wasn't America? Well, Declaration of Independence, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's look. Uh, so yeah. this, yeah, this United was Declaration of Independence. It was right after the Seven Years' War. For any of you history buffs, look at me knowing shit. <laughs> and the only reason why I know that is because I used to start out every speech in speech and debate 
in on July 4th, 1776, <laughs> the founders of the United States of America. <laughs> okay, so Jovedon was a remote, isolated backwater where the forests were claimed to be enchanted. So basically, it was just this isolated town, and people thought it was like weird, backwoodsy, witchcrafty. I like it. Yeah. Backwoodsy, that's where we're from. Back- I think this was more back. I think this was the backwoods of our backwoods. Oh, it, our backwoods. Yeah. Oh, those boom. <laughs> that's where the hills have eyes. People be living. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so possible theories are a werewolf, which okay, I like that. Um, possibly a rabid wolf. However. The victims did not have rabies or did not contract rabies, so that was quickly discarded. Uh Uh, A possible pack of wolves, because in between the 16th and 19th centuries, France actually had a large problem with wolf attacks. Mm. Because wolves don't usually attack humans unless they're scared or um, they feel threatened, right? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. But between the 16th and 19th centuries, about 9,000 fatalities occurred because of wolf attacks. They had issues. It was That was oh, across wow. the country. That wasn't just in Jovedon. It was across uh. the country. <laughs> but they had issues. Yeah, that sounds really bad. Yeah. Uh, possibly a lion. Uh-huh. And, yeah. The theory on the lion was that, because France usually, like, a lion was just, an unknown animal to France. They hadn't no. seen it. Even if they've heard about it, they hadn't seen one in person, and everything that they'd seen about a lion was, like, dramatized. Okay, okay. So, possibly a lion. And somebody thought that maybe someone had one in captivity and escaped. And got a taste for the blood. Yeah. Uh, possibly a striped hyena. Which, okay. How are all these African animals getting here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, these were just, these were just theories. People were just trying to connect it to something that Explain was already, it. yeah, that was already known. Um, they also thought that it could possibly be a dire wolf, but that was extinct. Hmm. Yep. So they thought maybe it was the last dire wolf, or they just came back from extinction. Who knows? <laughs> and then potential human attacker. So a serial killer. Because this beast only attacked humans, it did not attack the cattle that the victims were tending to when they were attacked. Which I is, feel like that's pretty important. Yeah, it is important because I mean a wolf would a wolf wouldn't really attack a person. They would go after the sheep. Yeah, if there's forty five sheep and one human <laughs> yeah. they're probably gonna go after one of the forty five sheep. And then there is also a conspiracy theory that it was a church conspiracy. That they made it up? Basically. So in 1763, the Seven Years' War ended, and France basically got their asses kicked. And <laughs> the king had lost all, like, most of his overseas fortune and lands and shit because the Prussians and the British kicked their asses yeah. So they were all struggling. They were defeated. They felt bad. And he's got to crack that whip on him. Yeah. What better way to do it? Yeah, there's a... The theory says that it was just a bunch of wolf attacks because they had that problem, but then the church kind of forced it into the media and, like, tried to give them something to, like, rally behind. 
to get their spirits back up. Oh. So it's possible. Who knows? I don't know what I think now. There's also another one similar to this is probably one that people have heard of. It's the Burlington, Wisconsin sightings of a werewolf. It's called the Beast of Bray Road. I've never heard this one. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't do a whole lot of research on it, but. <laughs> <laughs> next episode. We'll do it on our next cryptids. There's a movie about it, too. It's based off of people's experiences. Hmm. And it's supposed to be like this very large wolf-like creature. And it looks like a wolf in the face with these large yellow eyes. It runs on all fours, but it will sit and squat kind of like a human over whatever it's eating. Oh. But it also is hairy, but looks like a very muscular man. In Does the it walk on two legs sometimes? Sometimes, yeah. Oh, that's scary. Yeah, that's the Beast of Bray Road. Okay. Keep that in the back of my mind. <laughs> but these are kind of connected because werewolves, whatever. Anyway, the beast attacks started becoming more prevalent in the media at the time because the king censored any political reportings, so they had to find something else to report on, so they attached themselves to this beast and just exploded it. It went from Jovedon up to Versailles. Dang. In, like, the royal court. Yeah, it was all across the country. So it was this huge ordeal. So because of that, everyone started rallying around this, and they started forming hunting parties. And it's important to note that the victims were all females and children, the ones who Mm -hmm. were murdered. Some males were attacked, but they were able to defend themselves, so they didn't die. Yeah. So, serial killer. Probably. Sounded more like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Some soldiers dressed themselves up as women so they could draw out the creature. Others left poison bait. Smart. Yep. And then because it was such an uproar, a reward was to be issued that was equal to a year's salary for the average working man. Dang. That's a big deal back then. Yeah. So everybody was just forming hunting parties. They even had kids going after it. Well, I feel like once you're 12 during that time frame, you're kind of an adult, so your child That's years fair. weren't very long. That's fair. The victims of the attacks all have claw marks and bite wounds like that of a wild animal. Um, mostly women and children as the prey. Most had their throats torn out or their heads gnawed off or, like, decapitated. Ugh. Mm-hmm. So on July 3rd, 1764, the first victim was a 14-year-old farmer's daughter named Jeanne Bolez. She was just found in the field and her throat had been slashed and she had three claw marks across her chest. And then after that, a young boy and his friends were out. I think he was like 12 or 14 at the time. One of those. A young boy and his friends were out with a herd of cattle in January of 1765 when the beast attacked them, but the kids worked together to scare off the creature, and all of the kids were rewarded, and the leader of the group was awarded an education at the king's personal expense. Wow, that's a reward, not a privilege. You hear that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, in the 1700s. Yeah, it was definitely a privilege. <laughs> they were promoting kids going after this thing. And so then, you know, all the kids are like, yeah, I want that. So then yeah. they go after that. 
And then there was Marie Jean Vallette. And she was attacked in August of 1765, but she managed to defend herself. And she wounded the creature. Oh. Bad so she was bitch. awarded the Yeah. <laughs> she was awarded the title of Maiden of Jovedon. And there is now a statue in this city. And it has her and like this spear warding off this giant wolf like creature. She didn't get no money? Bitch, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Who cares about a statue? I want you to give me a year's salary. She got the title of Maiden of Jovedon. What else do you want? She's basically royalty now. <laughs> that don't mean nothing if she starves to death out there. I don't, know. I don't know if she got money or not. She probably did. I hope she did. She deserves it. So the beast sightings. One report stated that the beast was much bigger than a wolf, with a longer snout, almost like a cow's snout, and long hair, making it more like a hyena. Mm-hmm. Another report stated that the creature's breast was as wide as a horse, the body was as long as a leopard, and the fur was red with a black stripe. Huh. The author of that report went on to state that he thought the creature was a hybrid mix between a lion and another unknown animal. He specifically said the lion was the father. The mother is unknown. (laughs) So obviously that's fact right there, sir. (laughs) Some witnesses claim that the creature had supernatural abilities, stating that it would walk on its hind legs and its hide would repel bullets. They also claim that the creature had amazing leaping abilities and could and did come back from the dead multiple times. Whoa. There's a lot of people who claimed that they shot the creature and a lot of people who said 100% I shot him at least once and it didn't phase him at all. Hmm. Okay, well, those people could all just be lying. Yeah, that's true. But if there's a beast out there that you're you're shooting multiple times with your hunting parties and it's just fucking walking <laughs> through it, that's a bit much. That is scary. But this helps fuel the werewolf theory even further, and we'll get oh, yeah. a little bit more into that later. <laughs> so due to no one having successfully killed the beast at this point, the king sent his gun bearer, and personal bodyguard, along with a team of soldiers, to include the bodyguard's son. I don't know how old he is, but it just included his son. To hunt and kill the beast. In September of 1765, the bodyguard shot and killed a large wolf, which at the time, everyone believed was the beast. He sent the body to Versailles to have it examined, and then he collected a reward from the king. And for two whole months, there were no attacks. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then they started again. <laughs> but the king said, nah, my bodyguard killed him. Fuck that. Oh, you guys yeah. got another problem. <laughs> so the king was all about helping the first time when he thought it was this giant creature. And he can't go back and say the guy didn't kill it. So he basically told them to go fuck themselves. You he got help. two beasts. That was a theory. So he didn't help this time, which good for you. Good job, guy. Good job. You sound like the greatest king in all of the land. Well, yeah. King Louis the Fifteenth. Wasn't he a douche? I think all of them were. <laughs> Named Louis? Yeah. You got yeah. me. <laughs> Especially if it's like Louis the Tenth and up. Like, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys are bad. <laughs> so on June 19th, 1767, a local farmer named Jean Chastel ended up killing the creature with a silver bullet. 
fueling the werewolf theory. Did he get the body? Yeah. Oh. Yep. Oh. It was him and a group of people, but yeah, he shot it. I think he shot it one time. Just once, silver bullet, dead. Silver bullet. Which is what fuels the werewolf theory. Because all these people are shooting this creature, supposedly, and it's just not phased. And then all of a sudden, just the one bullet, the one silver (gasps) bullet, and it's dead. Yeah. Werewolves. Anyway, that's the Beast of Jovedon. (laughs) Really? That's the werewolf, yeah. That's how it ended? Yep, that was it. He, this is the person that's credited with actually killing it. I don't know where the body is at this oh. point. I think it's in a museum. <laughs> I wish I could have known more. Wow, I definitely... I definitely think serial killer. I agree. I agree with that. You could get away with so much shit back then and people are so messed up. Yeah, there is no way that... Even if it was a bunch of wolves attacking... Well, A, they're not rabid, so it doesn't really make yeah. a whole lot of sense. But also, they had all of those cases throughout the 16th and 19th centuries of wolf attacks, but why would they only attack women and children? Yeah. And I really like cryptids, and I want to believe in it, but I just can't for this one. Yeah. Serial it's killer. Hard. I don't care. It's a fucking werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. But there you go. There's the, uh, there's the Beast of Jovedon. <laughs> and the Big Muddy Monster. Woo! So, thanks for listening, and we hope you'll be back next week when we have a brand new episode. Goodbye.